0: Lose Yourself as a program is a call to discipleship based on servant leadership and biblical living based on the gospel accounts that contend that those who seek their own life will lose it, but those who lose themselves in God's purposes and plans will find an abundant and purposeful life. We started 2024 in a series on hope. Christians and non-Christians alike are struggling. And this series reminds them that the gospel allows us to live our lives with a sense of hope regardless of our circumstances. Our first episode of this series focused on facing the new year with hope, and last week we talked about being beacons of light in our spheres of influence. Today we continue this series with an emphasis on prayer's essential role in our spiritual life. In uncertain times, it's natural for us to feel anxious, worried, and fearful. The world around us may seem chaotic and out of control. And during these times, we need to remember the power of prayer. Prayer is not a ritual or religious duty. It's a powerful tool that God has given to us to communicate with Him. It's a means by which we can express our fears, worries, needs, and desires to God. It's also a way to seek His guidance, wisdom, and peace. In times of crisis, whether personal or global, it is natural for us to feel overwhelmed, anxious, and uncertain about the future. The weight of our struggles can often become too heavy to bear. However, as believers, prayer has given us a powerful tool to navigate through these challenging times. In Philippians 4, 6, and 7, the Apostle Paul reminds us of the incredible power of prayer, urging us to bring our requests and concerns to God. I'll be reading from the NIV. Do not be anxious about anything— But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The Apostle Paul in his letter to the Philippians encourages us to be anxious for nothing. This does not mean we should ignore our problems or pretend they don't exist. Instead, it means we should not let our problems consume or rob us of our peace. Instead, we should bring our issues to God in prayer. We should present our request to Him, not in a spirit of desperation or despair, but with thanksgiving. We should thank Him for His love and His mercy and His faithfulness. We should thank Him for His promise to hear and to help us. When we do this, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard our hearts and our minds through Christ Jesus. This peace is not Feeling or an emotion. It's a state of being, a state of tranquility and serenity that comes from knowing that God is in control, that He hears our prayers, that He's working for our good. In times of crisis, let's remember the power of prayer. Let's not forget that God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in trouble. Let us remember that He is our peace and our comfort and our hope, and let us pray without ceasing with thanksgiving and experience the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. Friend, that's a good reminder that we need to remember to pray without ceasing. It's good to have dedicated time for prayer, but it's also good to just make prayer a way of life, to talk to God. Whether you're in your car, whether you're in your study, whether you're at work silently, there's times that we forget to reach out to the power source, and the comforter that is available to us. And we need to make sure that we are walking in God's provision and his grace so that we can face an uncertain world. Because, friend, right now the world is pretty anxious. And prayer really is an antidote to anxiety. When the storms of life begin to rage and fear starts to grip our hearts, prayer becomes our lifeline. It's a direct line of communication with the creator of the universe who is always ready and willing to listen to our cries. These verses from Philippians remind us that instead of becoming consumed by worry and anxiety, we must bring our concerns to God through prayer and petition. Jesus said in Matthew 6:34, Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. He compares us to birds and other creatures that he cares for and ends with, are you not of more value than they? Friends, that's a good reminder that much of nature lives freely without worry, but we as human beings for some reason cannot seem to function even amid living in a state of blessedness and plenty, especially on a global scale. Prayer allows us to realize our burdens and exchange them for peace that only God can provide. It's an invitation to surrender our worries and fears and uncertainties to the one who controls everything. First Peter 5, 7 adds, cast your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Now, friend, prayer is not a magical formula to solve all of our problems instantly, but rather a process of entrusting our lives to a God who cares deeply for us. We also need to approach prayer with the proper motivations and see it for what it is and what it is not. God is not a genie. He is not Santa Claus. He is not someone who is here at our beck and call just to meet our conveniences and our wishes. God is here to refine our character and bring our hearts close to him because one of the challenges that we have is having the courage to live our faith in a world that can be antagonistic to it. That's why in Matthew chapter six, Jesus models the Lord's prayer for us. It serves as our template and helps us understand what prayer is really about. It states, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive others of their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others of their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. This prayer includes praise, submission to his kingdom, asking for our needs to be met, asking for forgiveness, and delivering us from temptation. These are essential parts of our Christian life because first of all, it is God's kingdom. Christians live in a posture of already but not yet. Jesus preached much of the kingdom of God which was inaugurated with John the Baptist, saying, prepare ye the way of the Lord and Christ's incarnation, and it will be fully consummated upon Christ's return. And therefore, we need to understand our place within that kingdom, as opposed to looking to God to favor us in what we want and desire. It is appropriate to ask for our needs to be met, asking for forgiveness, and again, helping us in our daily lives in terms of not straying into temptation. But this model of prayer steers us away from ourselves and the temporal to God and His eternal purposes and plans. Prayer in this way aligns our lives with God and reduces our anxiety and narcissism. Prayer is also a pathway to peace. The promise attached to prayer is that the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. I know I've been repeating that on the program today, but it takes that repetition remind us to trust in God even when we don't understand. God provides a peace that transcends human comprehension and a peace that goes beyond temporary relief and offers enduring tranquility. And friend, that is a lot of times finding our place in his plan versus making sure our circumstances align to our preferences. When we're able to align to God, he helps us have that tranquility amid circumstances that may not be to our liking, we can be useful and peaceful in those circumstances. Psalm 46, 1 states, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. And friends, we forget about this. We feel at times vulnerable and afraid, but God is our refuge and strength, and he gives us a resilience that is beyond anything we could produce ourselves. When we choose to pray instead of worry, we're positioning ourselves to experience the peace of God. This peace enables us to face the challenges ahead with renewed strength and hope. It guards our hearts from being overwhelmed by fear and guards our minds from being consumed with negative thoughts or sinful desires. In developing our prayer lifestyle, rather than treating prayer as a last resort, we're encouraged to develop a lifestyle of prayer that maintains a consistent dialogue with God This helps cultivate a deep intimacy with Him. It strengthens our faith and trust in His character, enabling us to approach Him confidently, even in the darkest of times. And during times of crisis, our prayers can extend beyond our personal needs. To intercede for others who are also affected, prayer has the power to move mountains, transform situations, and bring healing and restoration to individuals and communities. As we embrace the power of prayer, we become instrument of God's peace and agents of change in a broken world. Friend, I leave you with this thought. Life transformation begins with prayer. From the moment we come to faith, to the forgiveness we receive, to God's divine comfort, to our pursuit of God's will, these events are inseparable from prayer. In times of crisis, the power of prayer is not to be underestimated. It is a remedy for anxiety, a pathway to peace, and a way to align ourselves with the will and purpose of God. Through prayer, we invite God to work in and through us, bringing hope, comfort, and divine intervention into our lives and the lives of others. Because, friends, let's not forget that that transformation begins with us, and we can't do it without God. So let him work in you, let him transform you, let him refine your character because transformation begins with us. And in some cases that transformation helps others to desire that same transformation in their lives. So let's heed the words of the apostle Paul and embrace the power of prayer. In every situation, may we turn to God with thanksgiving, presenting our requests and concerns to him. And as we lean on him in prayer, May his peace guard our hearts and minds, enabling us to navigate the storms of life with confidence and hope. I have a few quotes as we wrap up today. Billy Graham says, Pray because God died to give us access to the Father. Pray because God is worthy of our praise. Pray because we need his forgiveness, cleansing, guidance, and protection. Pray because others need our prayers. Powerful words from a man who knows a thing or two about prayer. Charles Spurgeon adds, Prayer girds human weakness with divine strength, turns human folly into heavenly wisdom, and gives to troubled mortals the peace of God. We know not what prayer can do. Those are true words that really help us understand that in our weakness, God can give us strength. And finally, R.C. Sproul says, Prayer prompts and nurtures obedience putting the heart into proper frame of mind to desire obedience. Friend, that is a very important point because without prayer, it is unlikely that we're going to naturally do the right thing. We're in need of God's guidance and his support and his comfort and his peace as we live out our Christian life on a daily basis. There are times that we're not going to feel like doing the right thing, but through prayer, God can change our heart. There's going to be times that we doubt and we are hopeless, but through prayer, God can comfort and guide us. And finally, in a world where we feel powerless and discouraged, prayer can transform the lives of those around us for whom we intercede. So friend today, as we look forward to this new year in hope, I hope that you will begin an active prayer life, one that is healthy and helpful and edifying to you, that will help you move forward in your intimacy with God, that will allow you to begin to transform your character to be more like his and to intercede for others so that the hope that God is instilling in you can then be passed on to others in need. Well, I look forward to our continuing in our series next week. We're talking about the hope of the gospel and how that is the foundation for the hope that we have. I thank you for joining me today, and I'll see you on our next episode of Lose Yourself. This has been Lose Yourself. Lose Yourself is a teaching ministry of Bible teacher, Dr. Mike Cunningham. For more information about Mike and his ministry, check out his blog at loseyourself.life. Until next time, make it your ambition to lose yourself to Christ. Lose Yourself is a production of Key Radio.